Blog Talk Radio.
power of the blood. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Elevation Church this morning, and uh, Maverick City, and the lead singer there is Mr. Chris, and uh, I do love that song, uh, 
the mercy of God because that's what we need and that's what we have this morning. And today we're going to pray for those that abused. Uh, many people are going through in their lives. Uh, the elderly, children, women, men, animals even are going through. And I just believe abuse is the disease that spreads. I, I believe it just continues. It kills. It kills. And it just keeps spreading. An innocent child never been touched before, never been really hurt by anything. And then an abuser comes. And it kills. Yeah. It kills. It, it, it calls decease. They will never be the same again. I saw a lady yesterday and she was explaining that her uncle kidnapped her daughter and raped the daughter. And she said that the daughter was so scared. Uh, scared to go to school. Scared to sleep in her own bed. The mom said she slept under the bed instead of in the bed. And she asked the baby, why you want to sleep under the bed? She said, I feel safe. He can't find me under here. And when they have to go out, she never want to go anywhere. And the mom said, you know, she used to love going shopping with her. And, you know, they were taking walks together and laughing and talking and, you know, mom and daughter stuff. But now the baby's scared to go out, even with the mama. The mom said she told her, well, mom, if we go out, he may find me. You know, and talking as if the mom could not keep her safe. Listen, right here, the, uh, the girl, yesterday I saw her sharing that right here in a place called Orange Park, the next city over from me, which is about maybe 15 minutes. And... 15 minutes away, and she said she went to the grocery store, which was the Walmart in Orange Park, her and her baby, you know. Little baby have to ride in the, you know, little car seat. And she said that she noticed these two men, and they were watching her, and she went way on the other side of the store, you know, over by the Christmas decorations. That's usually over by the a garden center. And she said she noticed it was just one now. But he was still, you know, watching her. And she said the other one disappeared and, you know, she, she was going to go through the self-checkout, but she said, no, I better go through the regular checkout where people are. And that's what she did. And then she noticed him uh, behind her. And he, you know, he was look, trying to look out the corner of his eye, but she said she gave him full eye contact and let him know, I see you. And she called her mother and FaceTimed with her mom. And then she asked the uh, one of the guys in the store that worked for Walmart, would he escort her to her car? And as they was going, getting ready to go through the door, that was the other one. And he saw her look at him, and she started telling the guy, that's him right there. And she said he started walking really fast uh, to the back of the store. But look, 
abuse is everywhere. It's everywhere. Some people don't encounter abuse until they become adults. Some encounter it when they're children. Some people encounter it when they're elderly. But it's a disease, I believe, that spreads. I know we've heard hurting people hurt people. And we, I, I, today, I, I, I haven't been long after dealing with somebody that's like this. They were abused as a child, and, then, and, and they come on up through it, and parents didn't see they needed help or anything, became an adult, and they hurt other people. And for some reason, the people that love them, they don't like the people that love them. Uh, they're this way. If you're kind to them, when they're in the public around other people, they treat the person that's kind to them nice. But when no one else around, the person that's kind to them, they're mean to the kind person. And I'm like, what is that abuse? They they have been abused somewhere in their lives. Yeah. I don't know other than prayer and to cast those spirits out. Go for counseling. I recommend you go. If you know you have been abused in some way, I recommend you go to counseling. Listen, in domestic violence, some women can't get out, even though they leave and they try and hide. They have to do what they call go underground because the, the, the man wants to kill them. If he can't have you, no one can. You hear me? He would rather see you dead than free. Not realizing he's the cause that you sure don't want to be there. Or be with him because he's abusive, he's hurtful, uh, he's evil for no reason. And these people, they turn into something else, into monsters. They do enough to get a woman to say, yes, I'll marry you. And once she marries them, they become a whole nother monster. They don't want her to go anywhere unless she, they are present. Now, this could be for men and women, but more so for women. Yeah. He don't want her to go anywhere, nowhere, unless he is there to watch her. This is because uh, he know what he would do if she's not present or she could be present. He know that he's going to flirt and he would cheat. And then it's like this, it's power. He feel empowered. And then he feel like he don't want her to show anyone, no one, brother, sister, mama, daddy, children, no one attention but him. Oh, you can do the bare minimum for the children. You can cook and feed them, bathe them, take them to school, pick them up from school, uh, help them with their homework. But when I come in the door, they got to go. They need to go upstairs and finish their homework. They need to go upstairs and find something to do. 
because I'm home now and I get all of the attention. And at the dinner table, nobody's really talking unless they're talking to him. Do you hear me? Yeah. I've had all of this kind of stuff to come to me, to be talked out, to be prayed out, to be cast out. Yeah, some cases I had to cast it out because it was sitting up in there with me, the spirit, and talking crazy to me. And you got to know me. I'm never scared. And if you want to act crazy, we just have to most times act crazy together. But you're going to be the one in trouble and not me. So, uh, it's all kind of abuse, all kind. Yeah, they come up with names. I, I had never heard of a narcissist. Just uh, all kind of stuff that I had never really heard of, but I had encountered it before. You know, somebody had come to me with that same situation. And they, they, they accuse you of what they're doing. I had a man to tell me, and I had to tell him first off, I said, you know, I I really can't counsel with you because you don't want it. Because they never can uh, face the fact of what they have done wrong. Even when they're alone by themselves, to them own self. You live with you, but you can't admit to you that you were wrong. It's too painful. Now, that's some evil for you right there. So I had to tell him, I can't counsel with you. Because he said, you always see the man as wrong. Yeah. Okay, you always see the man as wrong. You never have nothing good for men. Now, this is just one man I'm talking to. And he said he is saying this to me because of who he is. He has nothing good for women. I promise you. Yeah. He has nothing good for women, nothing really good to say about women, playing about them all the time with the makeup and the weave and the eyelashes and all of this. But I learned this over the years. A man that speaks ill of a mare will buy her. Yeah. He either talk bad about her and want to be with her. This is this is the sickness in his mind, you see. Because if they never got any counseling, they never uh, went to a preacher that could cast those spirits out of them, it don't get better, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. So either these have to be prayed out, prayer and fasted out, cast out, or they remain. Because even the counselor can only do so much. Even the doctor can only do so much. They can give them medication that will somewhat sedate them, calm them down, and that kind of thing. But without the medication, they get worse. Yeah. I'm telling you from experience, I have family members with all of this going on. And the sad part about it, they don't want any help for it. 
They really don't. It's familiar to them. It's common for them. And when you have not gone through this uh, with your family, you know, coming up as a child, uh, you know, you you never had this kind of thing. When you became an adult, you didn't allow this kind of behavior for yourself. Many times it's hard for you. Well, not many times, every time. You, you can't live with this. You're not accustomed to that. You're not used to that. Yeah, that feels really, really bad. You know, you want to go in the kitchen and get a drink of water and somebody holding you hostage on the couch and telling you don't get up. You can't get water. You're not thirsty. You want to go in the kitchen so you can talk to your man. It's only two of us in the house. And if you want to go in the kitchen with me to get some water, come on, let's go. But no, even if you go, they go in the kitchen with you, they feel like some type of way you can talk to an outsider, which is your boyfriend. Uh, when I was growing up, even I heard of men who go to work but they rake their yard before they go. And they rake the yard to make sure they don't see any tracks in the yard when they get home. Because if they see tracks in the yard, that means another man been there with his wife while he was gone. Now tell me that's not crazy. The wind blow, <laughs> the postman, a post lady may come and deliver mail. I've heard of instances where the man would go in when he get home. Uh, the woman had to leave the outfit she wore for the day out. If she went to the grocery store or somewhere, she had to leave that outfit out. So when he came home, he could feel it and uh, see how, you know, if she had perspired under the arm that would tell him how long she had been out and just some craziness. Madness is what it was. She didn't have any money. He didn't allow her to have a job. He didn't allow her uh, to associate with her family. She had no friends, no job, no money. So she had to basically stay there and take it. And she was always under the radar, so she couldn't go anywhere to uh, try to get to, you know, some place that helped with domestic violence. So she was kind of stuck. Many times the signs are there, but we don't know the signs. So we overlook the signs. Then sometimes the signs are in our face and we see it, but we feel like we can change that person. It's hopeless. You'll never change them. Is who they are, is who they want to be. Prayer and fasting are casting out those spirits are the only way for them to become free. They can mask it with medication to keep them calm. And some people get through life being calm because they take their medication. But some people are adults, they live alone, and sometimes they want to drink. They want to party like everybody else and appear to be normal like everybody else, so they get off the medication because you can't take the mental health medication and drink. 
And once they off that medication, it's something to deal with. I'm telling you from experience. It's in my family. Yeah. It has come and sat on the couch to talk to me. Yeah. And when it heard something, these spirits, when those spirits heard something that they didn't like, oh, boy. I said, well, I'm going to have to get the police to get you out of here. Then sometimes I may have had to get them out by myself. You know, you leave. You go right now. Yeah, in Jesus' name, get up out of here and leave. You're not welcome here because it's the spirits I'm talking to. And many times it's more than one. Sometimes it's legions. Yeah, over thousands of spirits in one person. And it all started because of abuse. Yeah. Parents abused them, sexually abused, all type of stuff. That's why on jobs I used to pay attention to things because I, you know, and I had to let the boss know I was just blessed to work for a man who who loved me, yeah, as a human being and had much respect for me as a woman. And I was able to tell him, look, I can't take abuse. I can't take nobody talking to me crazy about nothing and treat me crazy about nothing. I'm a human being. I can understand you hired me because you felt that I was qualified. Anything that you don't like that I'm doing or have done, I'd appreciate it if you come to me and talk to me like we're the human beings that human beings can relate to each other because this is what we can do. And that's what he did. Yeah. We became good friends. But many times, many people are not able to do that. They need the job. They need the money they feel. So they feel like I got to stay here and take this. And then you, you've been abused, so now you start abusing. They told me hurting people hurt people. And again this morning, prayer and fasting. This is how these kind come out. You can only get them out through prayer and fasting. Or someone with the strength come and cast them demons out of them. Because that's what they are. And see, today's world is so popular. It's so common. People think it's just the norm. It is not. I promise you, these are not normal behaviors. It's been in the world a long time because the Antichrist has been here. It's been among us a long time because the Antichrist is here. And we just accept it. This is why when we become believers, we become Christians, we become the people of God, the saints of God. It's no time to play. Because what is surrounding you? They've taken over this person. Sometimes the devil has snatched their mind completely. And they're walking around in darkness. 
They don't know who they are, where they are, what day it is, who the president is. Because when you go for counseling, for mental health, they ask you all these things. Do you know your name? Do you know where you are? What state are you in? What state are you in? Do you know who the president? They ask you all of these questions. Just Linda sent an image. Because they know that many cases, they don't know this. I, I had a nephew, I, he, he played too much. And during the time, I thought it was real funny because I was ignorant and did not have the true spirit of God leading and guiding me. And he said he wanted disability. Now, today, this is a workaholic, but he was a young man, and he was listening to other people, and they told him, man, go get you a crazy chick. You can just play like you crazy and get you a chick, and he tried it. And they told him, look, whatever she say or ask you, give her the opposite. So they asked him, did he know who the president was? And he told these people, it's either Clint Eastwood or John Wayne. Now, at the time, that was really funny to me because I didn't understand. And I just think of people was normal, but they went and got checks and things from the government because they didn't want to work and they just wanted free money. But there are many who get it and need it. There are many who get it and have to have it because they are not in their right mind. The enemy has come in and snatched. Sometimes it's hereditary. It's from their parents, their grandparents. It's from all of this. They told me one of my aunts, uh, her brother was mentally challenged. She was mentally challenged. So when they look back, they said that your great-granddaddy was mentally challenged. So it passed down. Them spirits passed down from generations and tried to come into our household. But I had a praying mom and daddy. I had a daddy who, when it came to demons, he didn't play the radio. Yeah. So they wasn't afraid to battle, fast and pray, cast out. Yeah, because God is real. He's able to see us through over and over and over again. But we must believe. That's the key. Yeah. We must believe. So listen, let's pray this morning. And uh, after prayer, we're going to read scripture and then we're going to testimony. And uh, well, we'll read scripture and then another song so I can get some of the requests played for the morning. And then we'll go to a testimony. Hallelujah. So let's pray. Father God. In the name of Jesus, we come before you thankful this morning. We come before you happy. We come before you glad. Or we come before you because you're almighty God that's on our side. All power is on our side today in spite of us. Father, we thank you this morning for waking us up closed in our right minds. 
We thank you for the use and activities of our limbs. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for watching over us as we slumbered and slept last night. Father, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. But we are here today. We're here right now before you. And we ask that you would lead and guide us in the right path this day for your name's sake. Father, we ask this morning that you would help us to keep our mind on you, for it's you that would keep us in perfect peace. Help us to remember your word. Father, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. If we believe and and are willing to apply it to our daily walk, our daily lives, God, we thank you this morning. Stir up the gifts in us. Stir your spirit up in us that we'll do what's pleasing and acceptable unto you this day in the name of Jesus. Father, we are in a world where it gets wickeder and wiser. We are in a world where people love everything but what's right. They hate the truth. But, Lord, we know you're the truth. We know that you're the, the, the way, the truth, and the life, and the light. And, Lord, help us to see it even the more. We bind up every evil and hindering and negative spirit that's coming our way this day in the name of Jesus. Anything that's not like your son Jesus coming our way, Father, we bind it up and cast it to the pits of hell. Never to return in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we ask that you would rebuke the devourer for our sake. Stand in the gap for us today. Battle that which battles against us in the name of Jesus. Touch and heal this morning. Father, it's you that heal all manner of sickness and disease. Abuse is a disease, oh God. It causes a decease. It causes people to die. And other spirits take over. So this morning we are asking God that you would heal us all from abuse. Mental abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse. Heal us this morning. Set us free, oh God. We know you're a deliverer today in the name of Jesus. Fix our hearts. Regulate our minds this day. Every caller and every listener, those coming through the podcast and the archives, do it for us today, oh God. We need you. We can't do it for ourselves. And without you, we can do nothing. And, Father, every counselor, every psychiatrist, every psychologist, whether they be Christian or non-Christian, God, we ask that you would enhance these people, increase their knowledge to help others, especially those who don't know how to come to you. Father, bless those that are incarcerated, those that are in every branch of the military. Hmm. But, Lord, there's a lot of abuse in the military. Even in the training, there's abuse. Have mercy this morning, O oh God, and fix it in the name of Jesus. Bless the administration of the military this morning, God. Our military, help today. Show them the right way, O oh God. Fix it for them in the name of Jesus. Bless their families. Bless their friends. Move by your spirit today. 
in the name of Jesus. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy this morning. And Father, those that are homeless because of the mental health spirits, God, we ask that you would heal this morning. That, God, you would heal them long enough to make a conscious decision to come to you. And that, Lord, you would show them they need you, and it's the only way to be healed is to stay with you in the name of Jesus. Help today, oh God. Father, we bring widowers and bereaved families and intercessory prayer people before you this morning in the name of Jesus, asking that you would touch and heal. Father, some lose a loved one and they lose their minds, God. They, they're suffering in their mind because of the loss. The elderly, Lord, they're being abused. Have mercy this morning, oh God. Fix it for them. Intercessory prayer people everywhere. Lord, it's a burden. Lift every burden from them. And allow them to remember to give it to you and walk away in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we bring preachers everywhere, preaching in the name of Jesus, in obedience unto you and love for your people. In many countries, in many places, your preachers are being abused. And some preachers are abusive. Have mercy this morning, O oh God, and help. Help us to give up to you, nothing else but you, in the name of Jesus. Continue to bless Israel and prosper Jerusalem this morning. Lucia protecting angels to send watch to shield and protect. Keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger in the name of Jesus. Bless our brothers and sisters overseas everywhere. Father, you know what they stand in the need of. Lord, you know what would make them safe. You know what would make them happy. Many of them are being abused, have been abused. And many of them have become abusers. Have mercy this morning, God. Touch and heal in the name of Jesus. This day, this day, oh God, we bind up the spirits of abuse and cast it to the pits of hell in the name of Jesus. And again, Father, we ask that you would rebuke the spirits of abuse for our sake in the name of Jesus, we ask. Bless our brothers and sisters overseas that can't mention your name, can't mention your word, oh God. Have mercy this morning. Lucia protecting angels all around them today in the name of Jesus. Lose your protecting angels to watch over them, God, until you call them home in the name of Jesus. Continue to bless America and the leadership. Have mercy upon us this morning, God, all that have turned their backs on you, all that don't believe that you're real, have mercy this morning. And Lord, you continuing to have mercy. You continuing to allow your grace to abound. But God, I know there's a cutoff date. But as we lift you up in America, Father, we ask that you would draw the leadership of this country unto you. Wake them up, oh God, and let them see it's not about them. It's not about who feel they are in power because none is in power. You have all power. And Father, there's no higher power. Help us today, oh God. In the name of Jesus, have mercy this morning. Hey, God. 
Have mercy today, O oh God, upon each of us. Help us to repent more often. Help us to love you. For it was you who first loved us. Help us to love one another today, O oh God. Mm. In the name of Jesus. Help right now. Move by your spirit today, O oh God. Heal, Lord, today in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory. Father, we give you the honor and we give you the praise. We ask it all this morning in the name of Jesus. Bless this segment. Father Lucia, angels, you protecting angels to protect today. Father, bind up every spirit that's not like you that's coming here today. Deliver your people, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you this morning. We thank you for hearing us. We thank you for answering. And, Father, we are asking it all in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. There's none like you. We can search all over. We won't find nobody, nobody greater than Almighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to our next song of the morning. And uh, when we come back, we're coming back with a testimony, a shocking testimony. I think we heard something similar to this before. But abuse, the spirit of abuse, people can talk people into abusing others because they've been abused. And once they get the taste of how to abuse and they begin to like it, it gets worse and worse. They become monsters, a bigger monster, bigger and bigger, murder, all kind of stuff. Innocent people just murder them because of what the evil is speaking to them. So we're going to this next song, and then we're going to our next testimony. I looked 
high and low Still couldn't find nobody Nobody greater Nobody greater, no Nobody greater than you Searched all over Couldn't find nobody I looked high and low Still couldn't find nobody Nobody greater Nobody greater Nobody greater than you Nobody can heal Like you can Oh most holy one You are the great I am Awesome in all your ways And mighty is your hand You are healed, carried out Redemption plan You are healed, carried out Nobody greater, body greater, Jesus. Nobody greater than you. Search all over, search all over. Couldn't find no, couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low. Nobody greater, nobody greater, Jesus, nobody greater than you. Nobody greater, 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 Lift your hand and say that with us tonight. Come on, nobody greater. Nobody greater. Nobody greater. No matter where you look or where you go. Nobody greater. No 
My fellow believers out there, I'm going to openly come up in front of you today and tell you about the devilish acts of Islam and how I miraculously met my Savior Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In light of my Muslim heritage, I feel confident that my confession and testimony will be taken seriously. My name is Shefu Ibrahim, a 34-year-old man. I come from a Muslim family and I was born and raised in that faith as well. I am a Nigerian from the Edo state. In my small village called Kokumo, almost 90% of the people that lived there were all Muslims. As a child of 6 years old, my parents pushed and forced me to memorize the Quran by heart, which I dutifully did. My siblings and I were not allowed to go anywhere apart from the worship center. Everything I did as a child then was to stay in my room, staring at the image of Muhammad day and night, reciting and praying. We were 15 children born to my father, and I was the 11th child. I couldn't start schooling early because my elder brothers had to start before I did. For the past 13 years of my life, staying at home as a young boy, my parents and my elder brothers totally brainwashed me with dangerous beliefs and faith of Islam, leaving me with an unclean perception of anyone who did not believe in my religion. We saw the few Christians in my village as devils. Islam is the only religion that encourages its adherents to harm others just because they do not share their religious beliefs. I remember a time my mother narrated an event that happened between herself and one Unitarian woman. I really got furious hearing that this woman had wanted to kill my mother with her strange spiritual powers. They lived in the same compound and my mother said she could barely sleep at night because of some strange recitations the Christian woman made at night, which they referred to as prayers. When I was 15 years old, I was enrolled in an Islamic madrasa school in my village, where I started my education. I really learned a lot on how to pray and fast, and I was taken through all the horrific rituals in the Islamic faith. When I got to the school, I met a lot of friends who hated the non-Muslims so much. And they really spoke ill about them. The hatred in me silently grew bigger and bigger. In their eyes, what is beneficial for Islam is the highest virtue, and that which is bad for Islam is the most heinous sin. During this same period, I was taken to the mosque by my mother, and got introduced to the leader of the mosque, which we called the Imam. He really liked me, and he brought me so close to him more than anyone else. He taught me so many things, and I loved to spend time with him at the mosque. He looked quite strange from his looks due to a fire-burnt accident he had some time ago. Because of this, he had spent his entire life in the mosque and never went out. 
He was actually the master brain behind all the killings in our village. He taught me that in Islamic jurisprudence, numerous wrongful acts of behavior are regarded as haram. He made it clear to me that killing wasn't a sin. When you kill, your star is multiplied. He told me it was my responsibility as a Muslim to either convert or kill all the non-Muslims without leaving a trace of them. And that is the most valuable practice that pleases Allah. And it will surely increase my blessings. On different occasions, I learned so many things from these notorious Muslim leaders. Including my parents telling me that Christians were mainly evil and had a terrible idol they worshipped as Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the enemy of Allah and we must rebuke him and his followers through torture all the time. This was the major doctrine in my head as I grew up as a young man. I was committed in serving Allah all my life. I was ready to do anything that pleases him. I was also cautious on going against any of our religious principles. The Islamic religion was so wicked to the extent that they never spared or had mercy on their own people anytime they went against the commands and principles of Allah. Women had no right in the society and they could not decide for themselves. Young females were forced into marriages. Parents were so keen in getting a good marriage for their young adolescent daughter than a good education. We never had respect for women because they were regarded as immature and lacked intelligence. Our fathers were allowed to beat their wives and were encouraged to be polygamists in the society. I started my notorious life after escorting my senior brothers who ambushed eight Christians on their way back from church. They killed them for denying our religion and also rejecting Muhammad as the last prophet. I came home in cold blood that night and could not sleep because that was my first time witnessing death. I was 17 years by then. The next morning I ran to the Imam and told him what happened last night. He applauded me and told me I will receive a share in Allah's blessing for defending him. He encouraged me not to spare anyone that rejects our faith. I became bold and started performing jihad against the Christians in our village. I hunted the young Christians who were my age group and murdered them. I hated them so much with passion. My desire for jihad grew so great in me. And I kept doing this for a long period. At the age of 24, I could not recount the number of Christians I had slain. I met a Malam at the age of 23 years who trained me and gave me some spiritual powers from demonic dwarfs. It made me invisible anywhere I go. I would only show myself to people I wanted to. I did so many terrible things that cost the lives of many others. 
All I knew about Islam was to pursue and kill Christians for Allah. The Quran cautioned a lot of hateful and violent verses which inspired me the most. I knew anything I was doing then was the exact wish of Allah from the Quran. I felt no remorse for whatever I was doing. And I never spared the apostates of Islam. I enjoyed prosecuting the Christians that I focused on killing the missionaries who preached about Jesus. As it turns out, my lack of regard for Jesus Christ was nothing short of extraordinary. I had nothing but contempt for missionaries who preached about Jesus. My greatest goal in life was to see them die. Apparently, my negligence towards Jesus Christ was top-notch. I despised missionaries who preach about Jesus. Their death was my ultimate desire. I recall one particular day when I was traveling to the town that was the next to my village. That fateful night, my hands were shaking as I prepared to slay some missionaries who had come to spread the gospel. I pursued one missionary man in order to assassinate him. He had no idea that he was in danger. As I drew near to him, I grabbed the missionary by the waist and dragged him with me. I threatened to kill him if he didn't follow my instructions, so I pulled out my knife. What exactly were my instructions? There should be no one preaching about Jesus. As I pulled him to the ground, I grasped his neck with one hand and pressed on his throat with the other. He told me to murder him if I wanted to. Because he is well aware that he will be persecuted for his work as a missionary. According to Matthew 5 verse 10 in the New Testament. My annoyance at his reaction caused me to drag him away to a secret location where I stabbed him to death. I had no guilt and was fully prepared for the consequences of what I had done. However, no one was made aware of it and the occurrence took place in a quiet location where it was meticulously handled. After that, I felt good about myself since I had slain another missionary. Little did I realize, however, that the devil was busily plotting my downfall. I have been guilty of so many heinous crimes. Many people were killed and Christians were persecuted as a result. I was on it until one day, I had an encounter with a strange spirit. Because I despise Christians, I made it a point to ensure that their crusades and revival programs are not successful. The only thing I can do is either send rain to distract them with my demonic dwarf powers, or I shoot weapons all over the place to scare them all away from the premises. I was braver and more courageous than any other man in my village. Dwarfs provided me with amazing power, so no one could ever defeat me. Regardless of the attack that came my way, 
I was able to hold my ground. I had no fear because my leaders were also in support of what I do. One day, I was given information about a particular church that was due to stage a great crusade that was expected to draw large numbers in the neighboring town. Invading the premises, I attempted to use my incantations, but they were unsuccessful on that particular occasion. I was thrown to the ground after feeling a powerful blow on my chest. When I looked around, there was no one there. This made me feel threatened, and I ran as fast as I could to my house. Three days before the start of the crusade, I decided to take a nap at home, and while sleeping, I had terrible a dream. The dream was so terrifying that I had to keep it to myself. I saw the emptiness in me, crying uncontrollably and hopelessly. I was in a serious state of illness. During my dream, a mysterious creature approached and stated, If you don't change your wicked ways, you will never heal from this disease. The dream left me feeling defeated when I awoke. Yet I summoned the strength to carry on with my bad ways. I couldn't say anything or discuss it with anyone because I was still afraid of the creature who appeared in my dream. Instead of beginning a new chapter in my life, my condition deteriorated even further. I slain as many missionaries as possible with a new form of strategy. Due to the fact that I was unable to attack their Christian events anymore. This time, I stayed indoors, abducting new missionaries who had no prior knowledge of my identity. They went from house to house preaching the word of God, and I will humbly invite them into my house and kill them. As a result of this procedure, the missionaries' mortality rate went up. There was this one particular day when I attempted to attack a Christian group event. I was eager to do my usual things to hold the program or create havoc, as I had done in the past. I got in a taxi and drove to the location. My friends and I were riding in the taxi together. Since the traffic was so bad, we jumped out of the taxi and started sprinting toward the venue before the event starts. We were prepared to attack them as we had done in the past. But this time, we were unsuccessful. Just a few kilometers away from the location, among my friends, the same creature who had appeared to me in my nightmares resurfaced in full view of me. The only difference this time is that he afterward transformed into a fine-looking man with holes in his palms. Each palm was filled with blood. I couldn't see him well because his face glowed so brightly. He wore a pure white outfit and had silky black hair, both of which were striking. I was shocked. I tried to run away from him because I was the only one who could see him, but he struck me in the waist and I fell. My friends couldn't stand the thought of waiting any longer, so they fled away.
I tried to look for help around, but there was no one to help. The strange man moved closer to me and said, What gives you the right to prosecute and execute my children? After today, you will spread to win more souls than you have killed. For you have seen the light. That was it. And I never saw or heard him speak again after that. I knew it was the Jesus I despised because I felt that so deeply in my soul. However, this time around, when I saw him, my heart was absolutely broken and I felt horrible for everything I had done in the past. The path in which we took to the event was a thick forest. I stayed there for 16 days, with no one knowing where I was or what has happened to me. My ability to stand and walk was impaired as a result of being struck in the waist. I crawled around in the wilderness for days without food or water. And eventually I gave up. I began to suffer from weird wounds across a large portion of my body. And I noticed I was rotten. I became weaker and weaker with each passing day in the wilderness. Because there was nothing to eat and no one to help me. Anytime I closed my eyes during that time period, I would picture Jesus on the crucifixion with tremendous blood gushing from his wounds. Unusual things continued to appear in my vision that I had never seen before. I recall having this dream while I was in the forest, in which I saw all of the victims I had slain in the past in a very beautiful and charming location that I had never seen before in my life. Absolutely everything in that place was made of gold. The people I saw didn't do anything, yet they were overjoyed and joyfully sang and praised God. Every day, I sobbed, pleading with God for forgiveness. That moment, I had a strong desire to end my life since I felt as though I didn't deserve to continue living. In the midst of my struggle in the wilderness, God revealed to a prophet what was happening to me and where I was being held captive. Make your way over there and bring the man in, said the Lord. The prophet and a few other church members tracked me down in the wilderness and rescued me from my perilous situation. Upon their arrival, I was wallowing in filthy stench and screaming for God to have mercy on me. Half of my body was rotting to the core. No one seemed to be able to identify me. I completely lost all of my hair. I appeared to be a half-dead man. But no matter how bad I smelled, they rallied their forces and transported me to the church. I was prayed for seven days by the prophet and his followers. And he then asked me to confess my sins and accept Jesus as my Lord and personal savior. If not, I will perish. I confessed my sins to Jesus and accepted his call to serve him as a servant. 
On the eighth day, I was completely recovered. I was amazed by the miracle. The prophet and the church as a whole showed me so much love and concern. I learned a lot more about Jesus and his unending love for the world through the prophet and the church. I was transformed into a whole different person. As a result, I have been ordained as a pastor, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to everybody and everyone, telling them to prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. Christianity is totally different from Islam. There is peace and love among Christians unlike the Muslims. They understand each other's weaknesses and support themselves in any way to get right with the Lord. Because of this, my family turned their back on me. I have visited a number of churches and gained an understanding of the Word of God. I also pursued a number of Bible studies and eventually entered the Christian ministry field. In recent years, I have had the privilege of witnessing a large number of people turn to the Lord and receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. It is my prayer today that God touches every lost soul like He did to me, so we can all be saved before the second coming of Jesus Christ. Thank you, and stay blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. What a testimony. Woo. I thank God for America. I'm sorry. I thank God for America. I thank God that I was brought up in the Christian way to believe in Christianity, following Christ. Uh, he's the son of the truth and living God. And I'm grateful for that because it caused me not only to escape a lot of things, but not be able to go through a lot of things because I knew better. I knew better than to become a part of witchcraft, voodoo, this kind of stuff. I tried to become a Muslim at one point, and it was not happening. I wrote many times to get that X. Never could get it. Never could get it. God had a different plan for my life. See, before I was born, he had already mapped it out and planned it and had a purpose for my life. And that was not going to be a part of it. Yeah. I thank God for Louis too. It's not going to freeze. It'll be 46 tonight. But it won't freeze. We hope it don't. We hope it don't. And, uh, yeah, many religions are abusive. Listen, God believed in family. He said, be fruitful and multiply. That's so it could be a husband, a wife, and children. He said, train up the child in the way he should go. When he get old, he won't depart because he loved children. And he wanted children to have a good, strong mind. Parents, don't make your children act out against you, in other words. Don't provoke your children to come against you. Because, see, they knew some parents was going to act a pure donkey. 
Now, my children know me, and they know certain things about me. They know certain things I will endure and certain things I won't endure. But in 2022, I've learned I'm I'm not just going to abuse them or just talk to them any kind of way because they're adults. They have their own life. I don't pay their bills. They pay their own bills. They're, they're adults. Now, some things I have to tell them, you know, and I have to tell them in a way where they understand, but I don't have to be abusive to them. Mm-hmm. But folly is in the heart of a child, foolishness. And when they were younger, I could not play. I was a woman. There was no man in the house. I had to do what they say, stand my ground. And I meant what I said. But as far as just being abusive to them, I didn't see that. Yeah. Because my parents wasn't abusive to me. Yeah. And it's all right today. Now, today, what they, the, the children are going through today, they can't take nothing. If you say, boo, they just pass out. They, they can't handle anything. They can't handle riding a bicycle, nothing today. But there are many forms of abuse. And today, and even back then, I'm not sure uh, if some things I said even my children felt abused by. I don't know. I'm not inside their minds. But they appeared to understand. Yeah. But they did not give their children uh, what I gave them. And when I tell you today, they're paying a great price. Because you became a friend, not the parent. So they can stand up to you at 14 and say whatever's on their mind. And you better not touch them. How about that? And they will touch you. And the world will agree with it. The legal system will agree, huh? Because they didn't come up in the way they should go. So that when they got old, they wouldn't depart from it. Because the parent didn't train them. They took them to church and played the parts. But they didn't get down on their knees and pray with these children. They didn't set them down and really teach them about God. So today they they can smoke weed right outside the church. Y'all ain't hearing nothing. No respect for the house of the Lord. Cuss in the church. Go to church and labor many women as they want to and gone on about their business. Two or three babies from one son in the church. Oh, train up a child in the way you should go. But parents don't provoke your children. Yeah, he, he God has something for the children and he has something for the parents. But if the parents are not living it, how will the children? And some parents don't watch the children and so they get abused in their own home. They don't teach the children that's wrong. Some things I just talked about. And my children picked up on, oh, that's wrong. That is, oh, if she's talking about that, I know that's not right. Yeah. Different things. 
But when children become adults, whether they were abused or not, they do what they choose to do because they are over 18. They have reached adulthood. Yeah. And all that good training you gave to them, you many times you won't see it. When they get old, it may come up. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've heard many parents tell me, I did not raise him like that. I did not raise her like that. No, you didn't, but they became adults, and they made their own decision. Sometimes they are influenced by the world. If they're not living what you taught according to the scripture, they're living according to the world. They want to taste it. Been there and done that. I'm raising my right hand. I wanted to see what it was all about outside the church. Wish I had not, but I did. But because I know God is, I heard he was a loving, kind, gracious, and merciful God, I decided to give him a try. And I'm so glad that I did. Now, so today we are finding out abuse caused a person to be deceased. That natural person of who they were died the day that they were abused. Sometimes this thing continues, continue, and they keep dying and dying. And some people done died so long until they don't remember that they were abused. They don't remember who abused them. The psychiatrists have a way of bringing it out. They have ways to help these people remember who abused you, where you was abused, and why you think you was abused. And most times people say it was my fault. I've seen a lot of young women with the skimpy stuff on, you know, the short shorts and all this kind of thing. And it represents something. It, it represents I can show my body because I've, I've shown it when I was abused, but they don't know this. Many with all of the tattoos, it represent I have mental health. I've been abused somewhere. And I want to show you what I think is the bomb. So I'm going to put uh, my baby mama name on my arm. I'm going to put my child name on my arm. <clears throat> because I'm trying to show the world what I represent and what's in me and what I like. But it's a form of mental health. And to put ink in your skin as a form of mental health. Now, they don't know this. They don't know this. It's a trend, they think. They think they're trending like everybody else. But just like this testimony right here this morning, he was following someone else who had been really extensively abused. He was following someone who was full of evil spirits. And how many know spirits leap and jump? How many know birds of a feather flock together? Hmm. Association bring on simulation. If you associate with this person long enough, you'll start acting like them. They talk and you start thinking like them. This is why it's important what we watch, what we hear, and who we hang out with. 
I've never seen that more clear from October to November in my life. I've never seen that so clear. You cannot just hang out with anybody. If you do, you're going to behave like they are. If I had a brother or sister and they was not saved, I'm not hanging. Oh, we get together at family gatherings. You're welcome to come over. Uh, you know, we talk from time to time. But being uh, uh, every day, no, no, I can't. Because how can two walk together except they agree? So we have to be careful. I've lived my life, basically, I think. I've had a good time. From 93 to 2022, I've had an excellent time. I've gone through the storm and lots of rain. I had lots of classes to complete. I had lots of tests to pass. But I wasn't alone. I'm grateful for every trial. I'm grateful that God strengthened me to endure the trial. There were a few trials I had to go back over. And we do because I didn't complete it right. Matter of fact, I didn't complete it. I had to go back and retest, well, retrain, and then test so that I could pass the test. Yeah. Thank you, Brother Louis. <laughs> First Corinthians 15 and 33. <laughs> he going to get it from me. I sure appreciate you, Louis. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. And that's what happened to this young man. He started hanging out with bad company and it corrupted him. And he said he loved hanging out with them spirits. And they taught him so much. Evil though. Evil. I look at Eli and Samuel. I didn't go to the scripture, but we will. I look at I look at Eli and Samuel. Hannah, Samuel's mama, gave him to the prophet to the priest Eli. And Eli trained Samuel to be a good steward unto the Lord. God gave Samuel the gift of prophecy. Not a word he ever spoke fell to the ground. Samuel, I love that Samuel. Okay, it wasn't the King James Version. It was the NIV, the New International Version of Brother Lewis. Is that what that's called? You know, I'm a Strickland King, King James woman. I can't help myself. Yeah. But sometimes you have to go to other places and, you know, get a good definition. You know, and the Lord said, yeah, go over there and it's right there, that kind of thing. But abuse, many have been abused, and like I said, in different ways. Verbal abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. Who are the victims, Barbara? Children, the elderly, women, men, and animals too. Do you know car abuse? When I see people just driving so rough in their car, that's, to me, that's abuse. You're abusing that machine. But it's the mind. Thank you, Brother Lewis. 
Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupt good manners. That's the King James Version of 1 Corinthians 15 and 33. Yeah. There is all types of abuse. And I believe when a person is first abused, they die. They're no longer who they were. It changed their whole lives. I've had women come to me. One come and she sat in the chair and went to sleep, went in a deep, deep sleep. I was, I was like, wow, you sure you came for help or you came to sleep? But I let her sleep because where she lived, she, couldn't, she didn't have no peace and those spirits were torturing her. And so she came to talk to me and uh, she said that I want to talk to you from beginning to end because I want to be saved and I I know something in me that's not right. I don't understand what it is, but I know something in me. And so she began to share what happened to her in her childhood, which she was molested and raped. And so she told me all about that and um she said after that she was no longer the same. And when she saw men, she saw them as powerful creatures. So she wanted to become a man. Because if she became a man, she would have the power to abuse and no one would be able to abuse her again. So she says she started to sexually deal with women. And, you know, she talked on and told me some other things and uh, how she had been up and down. She could never have a, a really, really stable relationship because everybody she got with eventually cheated or she cheated on them. I prayed the prayer of faith with her right quick because that's what I was led to do. Pray right now. I prayed the prayer of faith with her. Call them things out. I could see them going out the door. And later on, she woke up and went out the door too. And the strangest thing, I never saw her again. Do y'all hear me? I never saw this person again. They never come back to visit, to say nothing. Never saw them again. It was weird. It was strange. Yeah. So we know that God sent angels. I'm sure the devil can send demons in a person. They look like a human being, but that's not what it is. We put on the whole armor. I got to go to scripture. But we put on the whole armor of God that we're able to stand against the wild of the devil. Yeah. Because if we don't put this dress code on every day, if we don't wrap ourselves in this every day, we're going to have problems. Yeah. Because what happens is the devil comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. That's, that's the job. And what happens is he sends people, he sends things, I'm going to put it that way. He sends things. He sends spirits, demons, and send what he know you 
most likely to accept. And he don't send it in a scary way. You're not going to be afraid of it. Matter of fact, it may be handsome, really, really nice looking, good looking, clean looking, have cut meat, teeth perfect, complexion perfect, one earring. There may be one piercing because, you know, they like our, whatever you like, that's what he's going to send. If you're a person that like the dreads, you're going to send them with the dreads, you know, the Medusa, grand, great, great grandchildren with the snakes, all of that. He's going to send all of that. And people follow trends, don't know what you're following. Don't know where that come from. Everybody doing it, I'm going to do it because they're followers. We've been followers. I followed the Afro. I followed the hot pants. Didn't even know what I was doing, but I was following. It was a trend. It was a fad. It was what was now. It was what was hip. It was what we do. But when you fully come to Jesus and you allow God to teach you and you allow God to explain his word to you, give you wisdom and understanding and knowledge of his word. You learn better, therefore you do better, especially by God. So for the believer, uh, uh, we put on that whole arm of God. Yeah, we're looking at Ephesians chapter 6. Let's look there. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor that father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Three says that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on earth. Verse four says, and fathers and ye fathers, Provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Admonition of the Lord. Five says, servants be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling in singleness of your heart as unto Christ. On them jobs, I know you got to get a supervisor something to work. You got to get a manager. The district manager, yeah, you got to give them something now. It's scripture. Your servant. You shouldn't go to the bathroom and stay 30 minutes to, to, to beat the clock because you don't feel like being bothered, you know, for the next few minutes. Verse 6 says, not with our service as men please, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. I'm not going to work when he's looking. And when he's not looking, I'm slacking on the job. Again, I'm going to the bathroom for an hour. I, I take an hour lunch. I come back in an hour and a half. Not when I service. Not when they watching me. Or as me and pleasers. I'm doing this to please you. But I'm, I'm going to do it. But as the servant of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. Because I'm going to do what's right. 
See, God is watching. And the supervisor, manager, district manager, they may not be watching, but God is watching. Verse 7 says, with goodwill doing service. With goodwill doing service as to the Lord and not to men. That way you don't get mad with the supervisor because you didn't do it unto him, you did it unto God. You won't talk bad about the company because you didn't do it unto man, you did it unto God. Yeah. But you've been abused somewhere. So you're going to abuse the company time. You're going to abuse this company that, that that's doing stuff to keep you working, to keep you with a paycheck. You're going to abuse the supervisor. Yeah. Verse 8 says, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. You hear that? Whatever good thing that you do, you will receive it from the Lord. Yeah. And people don't believe that. But all of a sudden, you get a good thing happening to you. And you're like, wow. You did good somewhere for somebody. I seen a, a post this morning where a young man got hit by a car on his bicycle. He didn't say God is watching over me. He didn't say Jesus. He said, you know who watching over me. You know watching over me. Because we don't want to acknowledge. We want to act as if it's us and we know better. But what, and know what, he did good somewhere because he didn't die. He didn't get killed. Somewhere he has done something good. If you go back up here, it talk about, in 8, it talk about bond and free. You could be a sinner, but you've done good. He shine on the just as well as the unjust. Yeah. Verse 9 says, and and ye masters do the same things unto them forbearing, threatening. Uh, uh, uh. And ye masters do the same thing unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him. The same thing you expecting your employees to do, you expecting the what we call the members of the church to do, your flock to do, your sheep to do, supervisors, managers, district managers, preachers, pastors. And you do the same thing. You treat them with respect. Knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect the persons in him. He's not going to wipe the, the flock out or wipe the employee out and keep the pastor and the supervisor going. And they done did wrong. But God has respect for us all. He loves us all. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Those that are in high places and those that are in low places. Yeah, he loves us all. Verse 10 said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. After you get to know God, you done been abused. You done been used. You done been mistreated. The more good you 
treat this person, the worse they treat you. The better you treat them, the worse they treat you. Somebody always lurking to do something to you. But now you put on the whole arm of God so that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. So guess what? Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. See, you can't be strong in yours. The devil will use people to tempt you. The devil will use people to do what we say in the South, try you. They tried me. And when you know anything, if you're not careful, you cussing and, and, and raising hell with them and fighting and cutting and shooting too. I've seen the preacher with the gun at the church. The deacons with the guns at the house of God. So finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And 11 says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. But you got to put that whole armor on. It goes on in verse 12 and says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. 13 says, wherefore take ye, I mean, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. 14 says, stand therefore having your lungs girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. He's talking to them that received him. He's talking to them that say, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I'm the saint of God. I'm the people of God. That's who he's talking to now. Whether you've been abused or not abused, this is what you need. All of this will combat that abuse in you. But you got to do it daily. You can't do it sometime and get tired and I ain't reading no scripture. I ain't going to pray today. Because the enemy going to come in like a flood. And he come in so fast and so furious, you'll forget that it's God that will raise a standard for you. Fourteen, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Fifteen says, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Look now, he's giving you some instruction. Well, he's giving us instruction. Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. I'm going to walk according to the word. Where I'm going, I'm going according to the word. I'm just not going to club. I'm a new person. If any man be in Christ, He's new. I like to say you're brand new because you got the brand of God on you now. Old things passed away and behold, all things become new. I'm not going to have an hour no more with the girls after work and the fellas after work. I'm no longer in the store looking for the skimpy clothes, the trendy clothes. I, 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 I'm new, brand new in Jesus. God has made me over. I've been born again. 
It was Nicodemus who asked, well, you, 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 you saying I can enter my mother's womb a second time? No. It's a spiritual birth now. You have been born again. That old man that was in you no longer exists in you. You're walking now in the newness of life. You're walking in the spirit of God. You should be. But every day we got to put that breastplate on. We got to put that whole armor of God on that we'd be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He's coming. He's going to remind you who abused you, where you was abused, how you was abused, and then he's going to go back and show you if you wouldn't have did this, you wouldn't be abused. Now, you you, you, you done been to the psychiatrist, and they done talked you through everything. But if you're not putting on the whole arm of God, that devil coming back and tell you about yourself, and I have you thinking that and feeling that way, and I have you feeling I'm no good. I'm not good for nothing. No need of me going over to the family reunion. Nobody likes me anyway. They don't care about me. The family waiting on you to get there. Cause you 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 glad as daughter, you know you 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 uh, 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 Richard daughter. They waiting on you to get there, but because the devil done come to take you back in your path, he gonna tell you all this stuff, have you looking crazy and feeling crazy. But you got to keep on the whole armor of God. Put it on and keep it on. You got to stand, and after standing, you got to stand some more because you're standing on the solid foundation, the true foundation. You're standing on the word of God. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. We got to learn to love truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. The light. Listen. If we do this, we are going to be all right. And your feet showed with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I know people must have think I've come on through life to get 65 and roses and, and cushions was just laid down for me. And I just laid on the roses and the cushions. I never had a brick, a block, or nothing. I had all of that and more. But we back to this. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. But you got to be in Christ. Old things passed away, and behold, all things become new. When this happens, you're going to put on that whole armor. When you become new, you can face what, what you haven't been able to face all your life about you. You don't want to make no excuses. Yep, I was the dope lady. Yep, I lost my children to DCF. Because this kind of thing, when you, you know, in the church, a lot of people want to hide that. They want to hide their life from the world. Because they're afraid of how people going to feel about them or what people going to say. Now, some things God said, don't let your left hand know what your right hand do. Your right hand know what your left hand do. But when it comes to things that the devil can beat me down with the world, uh, uh, have the world, I'm going to tell it all. 
I wasn't always like this. She went to prison. <laughs> if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And every day we're going to put on the whole armor of God. We're going to stand there for having our loins, our loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. And our feet showed with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We're not going to start no foolishness. And the word of God brings us peace. He said if we keep our mind on him, he'll keep us in perfect peace. I'm not going to fight with nobody about the word. I'm not going to argue. Hey, you don't believe? Okay, to each his own. I got to go by your own belief. You'll be saved. Have a blessed day. Sometimes I don't even say praying for you because they don't like that. I just go away praying. 16 says, above all, taking the shield of faith. Did you hear that? Where that faith at? Above all, taking the shield of wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked. My goodness, Barbara. But they was abused, Barbara, yes. You don't understand the fear, Barbara. When they raped me, Barbara, they had the gun on me. They had a knife on me. And I knew they wasn't kidding. They would have cut my head off. They would have stabbed me to death. They would have shot. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Above all, believe in God. Believe what his words say. Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked. The devil coming back and tell you something. Now, I got faith in God. He done remade me. He, he made me over again. I've been born again. I'm joined as with Jesus Christ, the son of the true and living God. I'm doing all things through Christ who strengthened me because his word said so. His word said I could do it. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, his son that loved me. And I know this because his word said so. And then I have proof. Fiery dots. See, he's going to throw some dots. Don't look at yourself. You evil. He's going to throw some fiery dots. They abuse you real bad and they should die for it. Don't you forgive them. Because if you forgive them, you letting them get away with something, fiery dots. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherein you should be able to quench all the fiery dots of the enemy. He's going to remind you of things you did back there that was evil. But if any man be in Christ, you knew. You're no longer that. You know you're not even that abused person that was abused back there. Do you know they beat you up, they raped you, and didn't do you know you're no longer that? They took advantage of you. They, they stole from you. They used you until you didn't have no more to give them. Do you know you're no longer that person? If any man be in Christ, you're a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Find that from me, Brother Lewis. Why is this? We're new. We're new. We're new. We come a long ways with God on our side and the spirit of God in us. 17 says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Take the helmet of salvation 
and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, that's what the word says. It's the word of God. Remember me sharing. You must apply this word to your everyday life. You got to walk in the word. You got to walk by faith and not by sight. You got to pray with us. See, we got to have our mind in a place every day. Because if not, this world will consume us. The folks in our house will consume us. On that job, they'll consume you. Again, and take the helmet of salvation and the word of the spirit, which is the, sword, the word of God. 18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching unto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. I remember Harvey saying yesterday of the Canton Spirituals, he said, when he read the Bible, he liked to read it in the spirit. And when he get a song, the spirit gave him the song, he don't forget it. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. We can't forget nobody. We got to pray everybody in our circle, as they call it. Everybody we know, we need to pray for them, saved and unsaved. And then things outside of what they call that circle, we need to pray for that. We pray for that military because it's important and we need them. The men and women in every branch of the military go and 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 and, and does what we can't. They go to do what we can't do. Every day somebody getting up, training, PT and they call it. Somebody got their little shorts on out there running in the cold. Every now and then, somebody go out in the field and lay on the ground and eat uh, something they have to pull out a bag and open up to keep us safe. God yet giving them strategy plans, plans of where to go, what the station, where the station at, who to lift up, who to give more to in the military, our military. We pray for them. We pray for the leadership of our country. Prayer makes a difference in our lives. Prayer goes where I can't. I can't go to Mr. Biden's office and sit up there and talk with him. But prayer can go. God's word can go anywhere. My words to God of what I want done can go anywhere. What I feel I need, it can go anywhere. Pray without ceasing. Man should always pray and not faint. But we, we think it's a joke. You don't put on the whole arm of God, you're going to battle. And if you're not careful, you're going to lose. Yeah. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. You're going to lose because it's nothing you can do on your own with the devil. Nothing you can do on your own with demons but get beat up. 
become more evil. But when we put on this whole armor of God, we get to get we get to stand against the wiles of the devil. We get to dodge them fiery dots. Yeah. Nineteen says, and for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel. 20 says, for which I am an ambassador in bonds. Paul was locked up. That therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. We shouldn't be ashamed. We should pray for holy boldness. Lord, help me to speak where I should. God, when I see something that's not right, help me to say something about it. And help me to do it in a loving, kind way that I can draw them closer to you, not me. Because I see what they're drawing closer to me do for people. Well, I should say what it does for me. Ooh, it's a bit too much. I got to draw people to him and send people more to him than to me. I can't bear your burdens. He can. Come unto me, all that are burdened and heavy laden, I will give you rest. And look, some people, let me tell you something. God is good to us. Because some people, if you've given them a direct word all the time from heaven hot off the press, you won't get no sleep. You won't be able to eat. You won't be able to go nowhere because that's all they want, a word from the Lord. Every time you speak, you don't give them an indirect that they got to know or got to pray about it. You give them a direct word. But yes, and you tell them the date and the time that this thing God said is going to take place. You won't be able to rest. That's why he used me in parts. I can see the full thing many days, but he don't have me to share the full thing. Because if you do all of that every time, you think you're not getting no rest now, Barbara. You think the phone's hot now and the door's beginning to get even hotter. Guess what? You, you won't never get no sleep. And I get to see why people don't give out their phone numbers, personal stuff, personal emails. Some people got a lock on their Facebook because they won't go to God, they come into you. They won't go to God. They say they're going, but they come into you because they can hear it fresh off the press. Hot, hot, direct off the press, straight from heaven. I can hear it right now, what I want to hear. So I'm going to keep going to her. Thank you, Brother Louis, Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, if I'm new, if that old stuff then passed away, I need Jesus. I still need him. Every now and then I may have to call the pastor for prayer. Pray with me. Listen. Pray with me. With me. Not for me. I'm praying for myself, pastor, and I need you to touch it and agree. Look here. 
Hendricks told me the other day, hey, look here, we're two. I pray with Estrella because it's two of us. That's his wife. It's two of us. The scripture said we're two or three. There's nothing wrong with getting people to pray with you, even for you. But don't make the for you a habit. Pray for yourself. Learn to trust God for you. Because that main person that you believe got God and getting prayers to, if they out in the Sahara Desert and you over in New York and their cell phone is not working in the Sahara Desert, what are you going to do? I guess some people feel, well, let me see if I can get a number for Ghostbusters. Well, let me see some Hollywood foolishness. But if I've been praying for myself, Perfect practice makes perfect. I've been praying for myself. I've been walking in faith by myself. I've been trusting God by myself, and I'm finding out he'll do it for me. But I'm going to get someone else to agree with me. We both going to God on my behalf. I'm going to God. We both going on their behalf. I got a lady from Inspiration and Ministry. She called me. Maybe every two weeks. It's been a minute because the hurricane had come, but she called me the other day. I pray for this woman, and she turns around and prays for me. Beautiful. You see? Because she got two touching and agreeing. And what she's asking God to do for me, she believes in he's doing it because it's two of us. Yeah. And then the rest of the intercessors, when they pray, they pray for all of us. Get your prayer life. Get your Bible study life. Get your prayer partner life. And see, I like to pray with people that's living something. The day they save at 4 o'clock, by 4.15, they, they don't remember God. They're walking in themselves. Now I need somebody who remember them all day, all night. Yeah. New is good, Lord. Sometimes you can find some use that's all right, but new is much better, much better. Get your new car and see how you feel. Now, your car may be running good. That 2010 RAV4 was running good, looking good. When I, it, when I got that 2015, oh, boy, it drove better. It looked better. I felt better. Some people get the new rental cars, and you're traveling. You got insurance on that thing. It's the rental car company car. So if you break down halfway, either they bring in you another car. Most of the time, they bring in you another car. They're not going to lose out on their money. Because the people before you, they get rental cars and just dog them. Because they don't care about the person that's coming behind them to use the car. I got it, now I'm going to do what I want with it while I got it. See, now I'm not that kind of person. They're going to make it filthy. Some people go to the hotel and, oh, they trash the room out. Don't bring their children. They let the children just trash the room because I don't have to clean it up. What? But somebody else have to clean it up. You don't know if they saved or unsaved. You don't know nothing about them. 
You wouldn't want to go through all of that cleaning behind nasty people. Don't do it so somebody can clean behind your filth. Yeah. And treat the people hotel like it's yours. If you owned it, you wouldn't want nobody doing your rooms like that. If you owned a rental car company, all you done paid for the car so that you can have it there, somebody can rent it to drive it. You wouldn't want them dogging your car out. But the people don't think, even churchgoers don't think like that. So we have to be careful. Hallelujah. I'm grateful unto him this morning. Good morning, 708. I see you in there this morning. <laughs> Always happy to see that 708 number. God bless you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. I uh, talked with Brother Anthony yesterday, and uh, I was trying to get some things situated for him because he was stranded in Austin, Texas. But he got a flight out of there uh, to Raleigh at 6 o'clock, I think, yesterday evening. And I because I had called to borrow money because uh, that flight was like $900, the one I found. And I had called to borrow money, and I was waiting on the people to give me the money. It never came. And he called me back and said, well, Sister Barbara, I got Miss Barbara, I got a flight. I just need, you know, money to get from Raleigh to get to home, which is New Bern. So I was going to call the person back. Well, I did to tell them I only needed like a couple of hundred dollars or a hundred dollars for it. They never returned the call back to tell me, okay, I never got the money. But God had another purpose and a plan because prayer will fix it every time. Yeah. So some way, somehow, I believe he made it home. I called him this morning, but I didn't get an answer, Brother Anthony, because I guess he's tired. You know, he had to fly in from Raleigh to New Bern. I don't know what he had to do to get to New Bern. But uh, we're going to keep him lifted up in prayer to intercessors, Brother Anthony. Yeah, we're praying for him today in Jesus' name. Good morning to you, Miss Jerry, and good morning to you, Sister Andrea Stenner. Good morning to you, my goddaughter, Laura. God bless you, honey bunny. Good morning to you, Sister Dorothy Goodman. Good morning to you, Sion. We're praying for you. We're praying for you. I got the message this morning. And uh, good morning to you, Pastor David. Good morning to you, my 708. Good morning to you, Sister Irene. God bless you this morning. Ah, God loves a cheerful giver, and I tell you that Irene is on it. Good morning to you, Minister Shonda, God bless you this morning. Thank God for you, Sister Mary Ann. God bless you this morning. And uh, all those that are tuning in and come in through the archives and the podcast, uh, wherever you come through, whatever country you come through this morning, we thank God for you tuning in with us. Yes, grateful to have you uh, tuning in. And uh, God is faithful, and we just thank him that we are able to do this every day. Yeah, come before him as a group. Hallelujah. And in this group, to give God the first fruit of our day. Yeah, at Jesus in the morning. Hallelujah. You may have prayed before, or had your morning devotion, had prayer with some, but we still come here as this group of people and give God the first fruit of our day as this group. And so we're thankful unto him. Listen, I have a request. I got a 
a, a double take on the Bashan Mitchell, and I'll play it at the ending of the show. Yeah, they want another little hit of that. So listen, we're going in with this one, and uh, when we come back, the studio is open. If anyone has something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in today. Good morning, Apostle. God bless you this morning. <laughs> Oh, 
and you're spending more money with less and receiving less. Look on those that worried about their rent for the next couple of days. They know that they're coming up on the second month rent. Look on that, Lord, and have mercy on them. And, Lord, those that have jobs, help them know that walking off is not the answer. Walking to you, Lord God, is the answer. For you can change the meaning of You can put in order. Have mercy on the individuals that just don't know that you are God. And all things are possible. And, Lord, we need you in this season. We need you, Lord. Look on the individual female and male that just don't know any better when they have a good person in their life and they don't know how to say thank you. Thank you, baby, for sticking back. Thank you, honey, for doing what you did. I was one of those ignorant people, so my hand is up. Had a good husband but didn't know how to say thank you. was rebellious. But thank God he had showed me how to be grateful for a little hallelujah. Oh, thank you, God. So I am grateful, so grateful. I'm not that same old Jerry. So when people go, hey, Jerry, that's that. Wait, wait, let me tell you something. I'm not that person anymore. Let's not talk about the ones that's in less shape than we are in. Let's pray for everybody because we are in the season where the oceans are, that's right, Calvin, clap that. The oceans are jumping from one place to the other. They're moving the bait out. The ocean got to speaking of us. We need to sit back and say, Lord, what is it that you would have us to do? In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Oh, excuse me, y'all. That's Calvin showing out. Y'all have a great day. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Amen. God mm-hmm. bless you, Sister Jerry. God bless you this morning. And uh, we yeah. thank God for prayer. Thank God that not only he here, but he answers. And uh, he's on our side today in spite of us looking beyond fault and yet meet needs. And Sister Barbara, I didn't mean to take over because you had already prayed. I, I wasn't trying to overpower your prayer because I can't no, no, do no, that. No, but. No. No, no, no. I need to pray. I need the spirit of prayer in my house. And if I need it, I know everybody else needs some prayer. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I definitely need prayer in this house. Yeah. Well, no, uh, uh, Sister Darren, no, 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 not, not thinking like that. But if that's the way you feel, like praying and you're praying for others, yeah. then yes, go ahead. Yeah, because I know many times we joked around here and all that kind of thing. But let me tell you. Yeah. This is the hour to be more serious if we've never been serious before. Oh, because I'm yes, telling you, yes, yeah, we got to put on that whole armor today to stand because what's coming our way now, oh my goodness, yeah, it's something serious. And listen, some of this thing that's coming, I never saw this, I, I didn't know these kind of people existed in the world. Do you hear me? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, I didn't either. I didn't either. My internet went down right after he had said that they delivered him and he was rotten. And I said, Oh, Lord. I never knew he was tricking people in his house to kill them. Oh, Lord. Hmm. What a, what a. 
that touched my soul. And I said, Lord, we need more prayer. We need more prayer in this world. Yeah. Well, see, not only that, we need to open our eyes more walking in the spirit. We need to walk according Mm -hmm. to God's word and stop walking in these feelings and walking in, Mm -hmm. I know. I know my Redeemer lives. I know God is going to do it because whatever we say out of our mouth, that is exactly what we're going to have. Yeah. We all need prayer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And our families need prayer. Prayer. Yes, ma'am. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's the key. Our faith unlocks the door. We can ask anything. It's already done for me. God hear every word I say. And while I'm calling on him, he already doing it. Prayer will fix it every time. Over and over and over again. Prayer will fix it. Thank you, sister. Thank you, sister Barbara. Yeah, Yeah. I I do joke, but right now I'm in a I'm in a serious situation. So when things get serious for me, I'm not that I'm unhappy, but that's when I get real serious. God, it's me, your daughter. And if I'm standing here and the prayer, there's other daughters and sisters and brothers that need it just like me. Yes. We need you, Lord. We need you. Oh, our Father needs you. Yes. And more so than anything else, we need that word. And we mm-hmm. need to pray and ask God, can he move? Yeah, no, I need you to move with me spiritually. I need you to move for me spiritually, more spiritually than anything else, Father. Because I need to move in your way. I need to walk in your way. I need to know what you would have me to do. Mm-hmm. Not only so that I can go back with you when you come, but it's right to do right right here on the earth. Hallelujah. People are perishing. Children are, are are just being destroyed daily. We're losing oh, yeah. children daily. And if these people are going to be our future, look here. Let me share this with you. It's okay that you sent your child to college, even if they went to the highfalutinest college there is, and they came out with the baddest degree they could ever, the, the biggest degree they could ever come out with. But if they messed up in the head and they don't have God and to my leading this country tomorrow, they are our future. We don't have one, saints and ain't. We don't have a future. We got to train our children. We got to pray for other people's children. We got to pray for one another. You got to pray for those that are lost. They lost for a reason. They don't know. Pray for the unbeliever, those that are saying, I don't believe in God. We got to pray for them too. Mm. He wished that none should If I be lifted up, he said, I'll draw all men unto me. The songwriter said, who, I wonder who will help me lift Jesus. Now we shame to lift him. We still doing everything we used to do. And go to church. And Bible COVID is still out there. I don't care what everybody is doing. COVID is still out there, people. You're walking yeah. around coughing and sneezing and not covering up. Oh, I don't know. 
know what I do know is they probably put a lid on telling how many people died, but COVID is still wiping it out. Mm-hmm. COVID is still out there. God. Yes, 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 yes. But see, I tell you, Gary, um, people want what they want. Yeah. And uh, they, they, they're going to do it anyway. I heard long before now somebody said, right after COVID, why don't they make stuff? I'll be glad when they make it. I'm, I'm sick of being in the house with my wife. I'm sick of, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So what happened is this. They want to go out and do what they've been doing, do what they used to doing, and they don't want nothing stopping them. And COVID can be out there if they want to. They Nearly that's what happened. They tried to show COVID who they was, and, and COVID ended up showing them who it was. It was dead then. Yeah. So it's still out here. Mm-hmm. When I, every medical appointment I have, every medical facility I go to, the people that's working in the medical facility have masks on. They have not taken their masks And gloves. And gloves. Yeah. We took our mask off, but they have not taken theirs off. Yeah. And, and they got the hand sanitizer right there for you, but I keep a little small bit in my purse. Thank you, because it didn't go anywhere. COVID didn't go nowhere that we know of. There was no announcement. COVID is gone. And it's no. a lot. It's a lot going on. It's just a lot. COVID is not the only thing going on in the world. It's a bunch of things. Woo! I say choose your partners carefully. Choose your partners carefully. Don't just let five minutes get you into some serious trouble. Well, I tell you what, Jerry, five minutes, you shouldn't, if you're not married, you shouldn't have a partner like that that you're going to fornicate with. I understand. That's what I say. I mean, that has not gone nowhere either. No, although there's many for HIV. Yeah, well, I'm teaching this, Jerry. If you're not married, you shouldn't have that to worry about. No, no. Uh, oh, I don't training. have. I don't have that to worry about, Barbara. Yeah, I know you, don't but I'm saying for other folks too. You, you, you shouldn't have that to worry about because the, the, the scriptures say to the believer now, don't let fornication be once named among you. So that 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 should be your least worry. Now the unsaved, we know what they'll do, and church going folks, we know what they'll do. But the true believer, right? But I'm I'm, I'm still praying for him. I'm still praying for him because I got two sons out there. Yeah. Line is too bad. Yeah. Well, I'm praying for all of them. I, I, whether I have sons or daughters out there, God loves a cheerful giver. And if you're willing to give a prayer to people, if you're willing yes. to praise God for people, give for folks, He can honor that. Yeah, He can. Listen, I have to go to one more. Song of the morning, and uh, when we come back, the studio will still be open. But if no one have anything else to say, then I will pray us out today. Oh, good morning Thank to you. you know who I say. Good morning, Sister Rita. God bless you this morning. And one more person, I didn't say good morning. Good morning to you, Casper Hamilton. God bless you this morning. Yes, thank you so much um, for telling me about the... Um, Oh, what the thing is, the HP board, 
the HC board, yeah, it'll be here tomorrow. So I thank God for you. Thank God for you. And I'm going to uh, connect to that and see if that will help us. I want to apologize, too, for yesterday. The entire internet in the whole house went out. Yeah. The entire internet in the whole house, it completely went out. Yeah, I couldn't. And they say they heard Anthony's testimony yesterday of, of the things that he was. I didn't hear any of that. It said pop. And once it said pop, everything was gone. I'm like, what is going on? And then in, in about 15 minutes, I want to say it would come back and go out. Come back and go out. Yeah. And it's all right. Brother Lewis said, wash your hands and take 50 milligrams of zinc twice daily. Yeah. But now, Brother Lou, you got to be careful not take too much zinc. Yeah, not take too much. I was reading that last night because I got the vitamin B12 with the zinc and the C and the, all of that in it. So it's saying zinc, don't take too much. So we want to be careful uh, with that as well. But, yeah, I'm going to the next song, and uh, when we come back, if nobody have anything they would like to say, then what we would do is pray out, and we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Hallelujah.
radio not just for your ears, but also for your spirit. Jesus in the morning radio. And you're with Barbara. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, we are going to pray out this morning. If no one has anything they would like to say, we still have time if you still have something to say this morning. But if not, we will pray out. And we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, for the opportunity to come before you again. We thank you that we can come before you at any time in any place. And Father, you're never too busy to hear our cry. As we depart this morning, Father, I ask that you would help us to remember to put on the whole armor of God, that we'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Help us to walk more in the word, your word, O oh God. Help us to pray more without ceasing. Yeah, praying and not fainting. Help us to love one another. Father, help us to lift somebody else up today. Yeah, encourage someone or in the name of Jesus. Inspire someone, oh God, today in the name of Jesus. And Lord, you know our need today. Those that stand in the need of finances, God, I ask that you would move quickly for us in the name of Jesus. You know our need. You know who we're trying to bless, oh God. You know what's best for all of us today. Move by your spirit in a mighty way. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah again today, Father, this morning. Again, heal those that have been abused. Lord, give them a clean heart. Renew the right spirit within them today. Help right now, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Fix their hearts. And regulate their mind and let them know they're loved, not only by you, but there are others who love them. In the precious name of Jesus, we ask. And Father, as we depart again, bless our going out. Father, bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Bless our families and friends near and far today, O God. In Jesus' name, we're asking it all. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, November the 16th, 2022. In Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and we're going to our last song of the morning, which is going to be a double take. It was requested again, so we're going to do a double take on it this morning. God bless you. God bless you. the highest mountain 
No matter where you look. 